0: Gideon's having some. Okay.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to the TV Pilot Podcast. I'm Gideon and that's Andrew. And you're Shit. listening to the TV Pilot Podcast. <laughs> you scooped me. <laughs> Damn it. Dog break. Dog break. Why are y'all coming back here? What happens? <laughs>
0: the the,
1: the <laughs> squirrel is yeah. in the yeah. house. <laughs> I must have been a squirrel with an We gotta go.
0: back to the tv pilot podcast i'm gideon i'm andrew uh this week we are talking about the usa hit television show uh psych psych um it is about a psychic huh? See, it's about a fake name. psychic detective. oh it's a fake psychic spoilers detective for psych? the first 10 minutes <laughs> of the first episode yeah um t- spoilers for psychic powers not existing
1: well we don't know that we don't know that for sure that's that's true we're not, I'm not a scientist. The world is mysterious, full um, of mystery. Full of mystery. Uh, if you've ever seen The Mentalist, it's like that. but A little more modern, except uh, funnier. The Mentalist came after Psych.
0: It's not good though.
1: You don't like The Mentalist? No,
0: I'm not a big fan of The Mentalist. I enjoyed... What, no, I that... thought The Mentalist was from like the 90s. No. Am I thinking of a different show? I don't know what you're thinking. I'm thinking, thinking of... of, I'm thinking of The Pretender. The Pretender, what the heck is that? It's a it's a show about a guy who's really good at uh, pretending to be things. So but, like he uh, pretends to be a doctor and he reads a bunch of medical textbooks and he's a really catch good catch me if you can. It's a yeah he's a catch me if you can guy, but he's like he was Steven made in a lab. We should maybe talk Tom about Hanks.
1: this. Nope. Captain America. Leonardo DiCaprio. Don't Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah.
0: Okay, so uh, it is about a psych a man pretending to be a
1: psychic detective. It was created by a man named Steve Franks. He, after he successfully pitched the movie Big Daddy, starring Adam Sandler in 1999, to Columbia Pictures, they asked him for five new TV program ideas. One of them was... Psyche. They thought it was ridiculous, and he kind of forgot about it. And it wasn't until years later he approached producer Kelly Kolchak to help him flesh out the idea, and she thought it was quote-unquote brilliance. Mm. They pitched the idea to several networks, including the big three, ABC, NBC, CBS, and although they received a lot of positive reactions and laughter to the concept, uh, no one was actually willing to buy, and Kolchak thinks it was because the idea of this comedy-drama elements of psych was still a fairly new concept not too utilized at the time i mean they had they had like monk i guess and all right yeah no i'm just saying like usa did monk yeah and monk leans more towards drama they do it does definitely like it well psych is more comedy than drama but yeah so it was still it was still a concept that you'd only seen it here and there i can see that yeah uh and so no one wanted to take that risk And it wasn't until USA decided to take that risk and uh, they picked up the show on the condition that they bring in other writers to help out, which Steve Franks did not want. He wanted to, I guess, write everything himself. I don't know. But he agreed. And so some of the inspiration for the show came from the fact that Steve Franks' dad and some of his uncles were uh, LAPD officers. And he always had the idea of what if there was a cop show with my his sense of comedy. Yes, good job, Cooper. Uh, which is kind of what Psych is. Yeah. The, it was inspired by similar 80s detective shows, such as Moonlighting, Remington Steel, and Simon and Simon. Never heard of them. I think I've heard of Remington Steel. Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> Uh, you could you could have said anyone you could have said man like <laughs> he franks didn 't want the series taking place in a big city and decided on Santa Barbara while he was honeymooning there. Santa Barbara
0: has always felt like such a weirdly sized town to me it's yeah it's got like big city elements and big city crime, but they 've also got like in the first episode like a a textiles guy is a town magnate, yeah.
1: It's a small town close enough to LA where they can kinda of get away with having things like, Oh, the football team is having trouble. So you're gonna help the football team and the baseball team and Yeah, like the the police caring about what the local
0: baseball team like how it performs. Yeah, weird things like that. But you know, all filmed in Vancouver. As any show set in California is.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, they filmed in Vancouver because... Uh, so, Steve Friends did want to film in Santa Barbara, but uh, they didn't think it was big enough that they'd be able to get a big enough crew. Yeah. Uh, so, they filmed in Vancouver, and they had to carry eight fake palm trees between each set when they filmed. <laughs> And these were like big boys. There was a picture yeah. on the internet. No, those are huge. And they're <laughs> filled
0: with water. They're such heavy
1: trees. No, they're fake, though. Oh. But they were still like tall. Yeah, and their they're crew big. had to deal with moving those They becomes... were real
0: palm trees? Forget about it. That's yeah.
1: a... uh, And because they weren't sure if the pilot would be picked up or not, all the sets are real on location mm-hmm. uh, for the pilot. And it wasn't until they knew that they would get more episodes that they and... built on... All the sets. This is one of the ones where you can really
0: tell it's a pilot too, because yeah. all the sets are so different from what the rest of the show ends up being. Um, like uh, Gus's office for one. Uh, Sean Spencer's dad's house. The main character, Sean Spencer, his father's house is sort of an iconic location in yeah. the series. It's the completely changed. Police department. The is very yeah, different. Very different police station. Uh, this, the office. The
1: office of the psych headquarters. Oh, yeah, at the very is, end. At the very end, is different. The uh, the pilot reused most of the material from Frank's original pitch, uh, but it actually didn't involve Sean being a fake psychic. He really? was just a hyper-observant person helping police. Who uh, The pilot, similar, he calls in a tip. The police think he's a suspect. I don't know exactly how he gets out of it, but he ends up helping the police with uh, a crime, and the show would be just this guy, this silly guy, helping the police with the crime. That's that's way less interesting. Like yeah. the element of him actively lying to police is is it's interesting to me. It's more mm-hmm. interesting than him it was, just being uh, like uh, producers and I think the network that introduced the idea of having him be a fake psychic mm-hmm. uh, while they were nailing down things for the for the pilot uh, and actually Corbin Benson added. He requested that they add two scenes uh, to the pilot. Which ones? The one where he has lunch with Sean, uh-huh. and their confrontation at the very end of the episode. That that those really work. Those are they, they do they work. Show, yeah. They show a lot of character. I mean, well, uh, I back. think originally Corbin Benson was only supposed to be in the flashback and just yeah. be in the flashback. Well, no, because he Sean
0: goes to him for. Help, but I guess those were the scenes that were added. Yeah,
1: those scenes aren't super necessary; they aren't true. The they're sort of tacked on in that. Um, but it does add good. to yeah. the show because there's and his relationship with his dad.
0: The scene with them having lunch ties back to the original like opening sequence of him in mm-hmm. the diner
1: uh, as a kid. Well, that was supposed to be in the middle of the episode. Oh. And they moved it to the front, which ended up influencing later episodes. They all, every, Almost all of them. every episode yeah. starts with a flashback of Sean as a kid with his dad. Yeah. And so, I don't know if Corbin Benson... Who's a name? He's a name at this point. Uh, yeah, he he's he's was probably in the LA lowest, Law,
0: I think. One of the most famous people and an in, in Seinfeld. The, like, attached to the show. Just right off the bat. Other than, like... I apologize probably for my dogs. Anyways. Probably other than... Um, uh, Doulet Hill, who's in the West Wing.
1: And Holes. And Holes. Yes. I can fix that. <laughs> I can fix that. <laughs> this is a good movie. <clears throat> it was a great movie. Anyways, so James Rodet improvised a good portion of the dialogue, uh, especially during these psychic, his little psychic episodes, mm-hmm. and the pineapple. When he's in Gus's apartment and grabs the pineapple, that was improvised. That that's like one of
0: the major mm-hmm. running gags in the they series. They weren't sure whether to keep pineapple. it or not,
1: and they ended up causing the theme. I don't know what to, the it's, it's
0: it's just a running gag. There's yeah. a pineapple hidden in every in a scene in every single episode, and it's it it was sort of like a fan fan favorite thing to find it to you know try and pick
1: it out while they were watching the show. Sometimes it's pretty obvious. Hashtag, it's, where's right? hashtag where's the pineapple? Hashtag where's the pineapple? Uh, Yeah, so that's some of what led up to this. I think James Roday was a nobody. James Rodriguez. But there was already a James Rodriguez at the agency he was working with what are those chances so he went changed his name to James Roday and recently within the last year or two I mean, changed his name back to James Rodriguez when this is us like he's I think he's James Roday Rodriguez now yeah he, he recently changed it back it's
0: its like legally you can't have the same screen name as someone that's why I don't a lot think of that's true but well, maybe yeah maybe maybe who knows Folio <laughs> or some way for us to find out yeah no chance though nope <laughs> um there are a lot of cool things in this that are, you know, just interesting. Interesting to see uh, differences between this pilot and the uh, and what the show would become. Mm-hmm. the, the pineapp- It's cool to see the pineapple. Um, that's very interesting. The logo for the company, Psyche, uh, at the very end of the show, they show it. And the painted. beginning
1: of the show starts with the logo Psyche. The logo, yeah. And then it's on the building at the end, and they're.
0: Uh, they're yeah. The logo in the pilot is blue, but the logo in the rest of the series is green. And green would be like the show's color. I yeah, think, for it, the rest it was of sort of stylistically, like it'd be in the opening sequence a lot. Um, and then, uh, like we said, a lot of the locations were wildly different Santa Barbara Police Department, Gus's office, uh, the psych office, uh, Henry's house, Henry Spencer's house. What else? Oh, uh, the character of Lucinda, uh,
1: the junior detective. That's Detective having... Barry. Detective Barry. I did not... It's what her name is online. I don't think it ever comes up in the episode. It doesn't... No, I don't know. It may not. Maybe at the very beginning when they... I don't know. But they um, actually... You know why they got rid of her? Why? Uh, she was removed because test audiences didn't fully recognize that Lasseter was separated from his wife, so... Them having a relationship made the audience have a more negative view of Lasseter than what producers wanted.
0: I like. I was gonna say right after this that Carlton Lassiter was way more of a douche than he is. In I don't know about series. that. I mean, he's he's always been sort of antagonistic to uh, Sean Spencer and Sean and Gus, the the main duo. Uh, but in this one, he I don't know. He comes off like he's sort of a just a slimy like. I guess that's fair. I mean, he's sleeping with what is effectively his employee. Like, not employee, but like... uh, His under...
1: Underling? I don't know. know. Someone he's in charge of. Yeah, someone he's in in command of. We promised we were smart. There's a word for that that we're both working on. Harassment. (laughs) No. For the position she's in. Yeah. Uh, Juliet
0: replaces uh, Detective Barry for the majority of the show, the, the rest the of the rest show, of the series. becomes the main love interest of Sean eventually. Basically right from There's her a, introduction. Will they, won't they kind of for the...
1: Yeah. And throughout the first and couple seasons. you and
0: know, then, Sean has, like, another girlfriend at some yeah. point, but it's, you know, it's always been sort of everything sort of bending towards an ending where Sean and Juliet are together. Yes. Uh, that kind of thing. Um, and that's another thing. Sean is... Uh, sort of, um, I don't know. Written as much more of a playboy in this in this first episode. Yeah, uh, he's the, the first scene that he's in. He's bringing home a waitress, presumably from a a from, restaurant that he was at. She says, "I
1: knew you'd be my best table." Yeah,
0: <laughs> he was eating alone, and he picked up the waitress. Uh, and that's not something he does in later episodes. Certainly, he he's,
1: hooks up with. Another fake psychic, I think oh, in season true. one. Yeah, and there was a scene with him and the sister in the pilot. Yeah, got cut. There was oh, gonna be a him. scene. Uh, I don't know how intimate it was going to be, but it would be him and her, kind of progressing the flirtation that you see at first. They and do mention more clues. They and do mention. They do mention. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Uh, they do mention that um,
0: she. She and him are date. They do mention that, that they, they, are they, dating, yeah, they, they they have dinner they have dinner or something. And uh, Gus accuses Sean of dating the dating witness, dating,
1: dating the uh, the sister of the victim. Um, but yeah. other than that, after that, after this first season, it's he has a girlfriend at one point for yeah. multiple episodes, but. And he'll flirt every now and then with a couple of people. But I would say Gus becomes way more of a flirt
0: <coughs> most often, you know, because oh, Sean sure. is usually in a steady relationship and Gus is every time. You heard he, about Pluto? You hear about Pluto? <laughs> it's messed up. Uh, Gus, the you know that's right. master of pickup lines. <laughs> um, oh, she's nice. Very nice. <laughs> Uh, if it hasn't been made abundantly clear, this is one of Gideon and I's favorite shows. We love this show. Uh, it's incredible. I It's
1: the only television series I owned fully on DVD. Oh, really? Yeah. I yeah. I grew up watching this show. Like, my family, we would go to my grandmother's. Basically, every Friday, we'd go to my grandmother's and have dinner. And then we'd watch Monk and then Psych. Wow. that's. I mean, that basically mirrors how I watch. So you watch Monk and
0: then Psych. And then... Boom! Like that's that's a that's a Friday night. Yeah, it was a good Friday night. Uh, Psych was actually one of it was a very popular show. It was one of the most watched premieres in USA Network. It was the most watched, watched premiere. Watched premier. I wasn't sure. America. I knew it was like top five at least, but the most watched premiere. I wrote that America down like ten history. minutes before you got here. Shit. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's get into talking a little bit about uh, what actually happens in the episode. Um, we have our opening scene, which becomes a staple of the show, uh, with a flashback to Sean's childhood. The main character, Sean Spencer's childhood. Uh, he is in a diner with his father, Henry, uh, and Henry uh, is um, traumatizing him into having uh, extra
1: <laughs> extra sensory abilities. His dad is a cop, <laughs> and. I guess, I don't know exactly how much you get it, but it definitely becomes apparent later in the series that Henry's kind of training Sean to follow in his footsteps and becoming a cop. Yeah. So he's, the, the main part of this, the main takeaway is that he has Sean close his eyes and say how many hats are in the diner. Uh, to kind of hone his observations and memory yeah. skills.
0: And then we cut back to present day. Sean is hooking up with this aforementioned waitress. Uh, accidentally turns on the TV. And the news is on. Uh, and while uh, Sean and the waitress are uh, making out. Sean kind of has one eye on the television. Uh, and sees a report about a uh, string of thefts from a stereo store. Like an electronic store. Um, and he calls in a police tip line, uh, based on his like observational abilities, he's determined that the store manager has been performing these thefts. Um, so, uh, they, the next, the day, next day,
1: basically he leaves it that he close. he. The uh, next day he shows up at the police department headquarters. uh, just the department. Yeah. The uh, department he thinks he's getting like a reward for calling in. Uh, helpful tip yeah but they uh,
0: are uh, they bring him into the back uh, they are wanting to arrest him because they think that uh, he was the partner of the store owner he was actually involved in the theft
1: because his tip was so helpful yeah and, he, he meets detectives Lassiter and Barry uh, and so as leading up to this Sean just notices a couple of things uh, throughout the department. A uh, guy brushing off evidence from his sleeve to land in his boot. Uh, uh, he notices the that the kind of clerk, the officer working the front desk, she has a lot of crystals and kind of paranormal paraphernalia mm. around her area. He sees, det- uh, not detective, that's the end of the series. Officer McNabb. Officer McNabb kind of practicing a waltz in his head, like slowly. He uh, sees Lassiter kind of touch uh Detective Detective Barry's Barry's hair in the mirror. Let's see that. Uh, Yeah, Detective Barry. We synced up on that. Yeah, so (laughs) as they try to arrest him after a bit of arguing, uh, uh, Officer Allen, the woman from the front of the department, as she starts to pull out the handcuffs, he pretends to have a psychic episode, and that makes her stop, and he tells her, like, oh, your grandmother spoke to me just now. She says, stop wasting time on... Those charlatans. And she's like, oh, the palm readers. And she 100% believes him immediately. Yeah. Which is why he did it, because she was the one arresting him. He turns to the detectives and is like, oh, y'all are hooking up. Turns to McNabb he says, hey, congratulations, wins the wedding. And that makes everyone kind of hesitate. Uh, and he kind of seals the deal by saying, go to the other interrogation room and check the perp's left boot. Yeah. And so... Blaster storms off to do that, and he's right, and I guess they believe him. Yeah, and you know it,
0: that on its own would be pretty incredible. I can see why they would try and make that like, oh, this guy has just incredible observational skills. Um, let's just let him be a private eye for us. But uh, it is it is so far fetched. Like they show his mindset throughout the entire thing. So you show they show what he's noticing when he notices it.
1: Uh, and the conclusions that he's drawing are pretty obvious. Um, once you know what he's seeing. Once though, you know like, what like, he's seeing. And he sees things, like, there's plenty of times where he sees things off of reflection, of a reflection. Yeah. and Or he just notices things that most people would kind of brush by with their eyes. and Which, yeah, it's
0: just a product of his, uh, his childhood trauma-induced <laughs> super brain.
1: <laughs> and um, the police chief says it's, improbable possible but unlikely or something so they address that this is a crazy thing yeah
0: everyone is sort of they're they're like willing to uh give this a shot they so the end end result of this is that uh the interim chief ends up hearing about this hires sean to investigate or you know gives him probationary permission to investigate a kidnapping that just happened with a uh, textiles mogul's son who's been kidnapped um, and she uh, sort of seems like she is skeptical. Everyone seems very skeptical that he is actually a psychic, but they know that he's effective, so they're just kind of letting it all slide. Uh, Sean uh, gets hired for the case by Chief Vic. Uh, he goes to get his pharm- pharmaceutical sales friend, Burton Guster, on the case. They uh, Gus takes very little convincing to join in on uh, Sean's, uh, psychic detective scheme they go to investigate at the mansion of the missing heir uh sean gathers information um he is sort of doing this while also being sort of kind of slapstick comedy like he uh hits on the sister of the kidnapped guy um Classic. He, he talks to the police sketch artist about what he's seeing. Uh, But it's just a A a Kind of usual (laughs) suspect Like a picture that's directly behind him Uh, And the uh, mother identifies it As the uh, sister's boyfriend And so he's just sort of Implicating the sister's uh, boyfriend Someone he wants to date
1: Into this whole like kidnapping scheme He quickly says like no no It's not him But I'm getting the sense that he's a bad person (laughs) I don't know Uh, He
0: uh, figures out that um
1: after after all of this, after, Gus yeah. leaves. Gus is like, I've had enough of this. Yeah. Gus Gus it does take a little bit of convincing, but he goes kind of unwillingly, he tags along, and after seeing all everything Sean's doing, he just kinda has enough and leaves. Yeah. And so then the next morning, Sean breaks into Gus's apartment, uh and tells him they have coffee and he tells him, Oh, I solved it. Uh Camden, the Guy who's kidnapped. Uh, he kidnapped himself for ransom money. Him and yeah. his friend put this scheme together a year ago after his dad threatened to take away his inheritance. Uh, so he, quote-unquote, cleaned up his act and then disappeared with this friend who he hasn't seen in a year. Uh, it's perfect timing. It lines up, and Gus is like, oh, that actually makes sense. Uh, so they had all... He says, oh, his friend has a cabin... Kind of, you know, a couple hours drive. Yeah. So they drive out, uh, and they're pulled over. And Sean, this an officer talks to Sean, and Sean kind of has an old bad or uh, card from his dad being a police officer to get out of the ticket. And he finds out from this police officer that his dad has actually moved back from Miami a year ago, <laughs> and Sean had no clue. Uh, kind of showing that they their relationship hasn't. Been rock solid since we first saw them together at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, they show up at the cabin, uh, across the river from the cabin, with binoculars. And they see the Camden's dog, who he loved. The dad said, oh, he loved that thing. He took it everywhere. Uh, mm-hmm. So they see the dog, and Gus and Sean get all excited, because they know they're right. And Gus says, we should call the police. And Sean says, no, actually, let's go back... I'll have a psychic episode and it'll lead us with the police here. Uh, I'll say, Oh, I see kayaks. I see numbers for the highway. And Gus is kind of doesn't want to, but understands why and goes yeah. along with it. Um, and so then he, they go back to Santa Barbara where they meet detective Lasseter and Barry on their way to lunch. And after a little Fake psychicness, they convince them to go follow them. Uh, so they go up to the cabin again. Sean hands Lasseter the binoculars. Lasseter sees the dog. And so they call in more police officers and they swarm in because they think it was an actual kidnapping still. Yeah. Uh, open the cabin door to find both Camden and his friend dead in an apparent murder suicide, mm-hmm. uh, which surprises Sean because that's not how. Things he thought expected things to go, and it actually we find out later at the police department that Sean thinks that something's up and that that's not quite fully what happened. Uh, So
0: Sean wants to keep investigating, he uh, suspects the father because the father is hiding a wrist injury, Uh, he assumes that he got it in some sort of struggle. Um, And then uh, Sean has he's sort of waved off by everyone involved, just say, Don't investigate this case anymore. You know, we it's all wrapped up. They've been through enough. Yeah, the family's been through enough. Uh, He tries to go talk to his father, who's back in town, uh, and get his help on the case. Um, Sean and his dad go to lunch, and Henry tests Sean just like he did in the opening scene of the episode by having him tell him how many hats are in. And Sean, you know, blows out of the water. It's not like when he was a kid. He's much better at this. Now he tells him all the hats, tells him... You know, oh, I heard one guy leaving uh, when Henry tries to pull a fast one on him and say there were uh, that he he's missed. Like, he's hat. like four. He's like, nope. And like, he's like, well, the cowboy hat left oh. while I was talking about the other person's hat.
1: And Henry looks
0: around, confused. Yeah. Like clearly, the student has become the master, <laughs> um, and that convinces uh, Henry to give him a little advice uh, that uh, lets him continue. I don't remember what the advice was. It wasn't like he a,
1: says, um, well. <laughs> He shows up at the house and then Henry says, I'm on my way to lunch. You can join me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so as they're leaving lunch, he says something like, oh, well, so at, when it cuts to them at lunch, Henry says, when I was a police officer, there were two things I hated. Uh, private investigators and psychics. Well, congrats, son. You, you're you two for two or something. You hit, <laughs> the, you hit the disappointment exacto. That's what it was. Yeah. Uh, no. Anyways. Uh, the advice
0: he gives is uh, figure out who you're trusting. Yeah, there's and...
1: someone in this case that maybe you're trusting too much yeah um so
0: sean immediately starts suspecting uh katarina the katrina katarina the, uh, the, the sister the <laughs> sister uh the sister uh so sean and Gus start following the sister um who he's been flirting with through this whole investigation uh and they follow her while carrying a suspicious looking duffel bag um, she's carrying a suspicious... She's carrying a suspicious-looking duffel bag. And they follow her. They follow her. They end up uh, following her, trying to steal the duffel bag while she's handing it off to a, a sort of a large, long-haired, bearded dude. Um, come to find out, they you know take the duffel bag. It was filled with uh, thrift store goods that they're donating in the weirdest way possible. In a back
1: alley, well, in a duffel bag handoff. I think... The front entrance is for people to who are shopping to come in. So in the so back the, is where you donate. So the grungy alley. It's and, not I like it was the middle of the night. That's fair. And it's Santa Barbara. It's not. New I guess Orleans. I don't know how they
0: do things there. It's it is creep. It's creepy though. Like it's, not, it's definitely shady. Downtown L.A. Ooh, 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 in the middle um, of the night. So uh, it's <laughs> it ruins his relationship with Katarina. Um and. uh, Sean convinces Gus to go in and buy the duffel bag back so they can get it Because they do think that that duffel bag was involved in the crime I don't know
1: why they think this So when he sees her walking out of wherever she's, where where her whatever with the duffel bag He can see what looks like corners poking out from the bag Oh, So he's saying that looks like money And I just, so Gotcha, yeah he um, wants to see the bag. Why did it look like it was filled with money when it was filled with towels and clothes? Yeah. So
0: uh, Gus goes in, talks to the guy that they uh, tried to steal the duffel bag from originally. Uh, and he is gets very mad at Gus. Uh, but Sean... I've gone to prison for less than you. <laughs> He, Sean is sneaking in the back this whole time. He's actually using Gus as a distraction, which is very common throughout the show. Is Sean just not telling Gus the whole plan, just sort of making him a decoy. Um, Gus ruins it by pointing out Sean and saying, "Look at him," and, and then, then runs away. away. So they both use each other as decoys, but they do end up getting the duffel bag. Um, And they look at it, and it looks like it has these deep, like groove impressions of where money. Yeah, like stretched
1: out, maybe a little bit from the corners of the money. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's (laughs) realistic, but it's what happened. (laughs) Uh, Um, So Sean, he goes back to the police department to talk to Detective Barry, and kind of says, "Like, I know you're not fully convinced by this either." Uh, And she's kind of doesn't want to say how she feels about it. They go out uh, to the gun range to have this so conversation,
0: they... uh, <laughs> to like continue this continue this talk somewhere private. the the local gun range or the I guess they, the, they police the police department. Yeah. Um, and apparently, Sean is really good with guns. Like he she shoots a few holes in the target, uh, and then she was like, "Okay, your turn." Um, and then Sean picks up the gun just. Bam, 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 bam! Does, does the Robin Hood thing where he shoots bullets through all her
1: bullet holes? There, yeah, there's little two bullet holes right next to each other in every hole. And he does yeah. it so fast; uh, it's believable given the, his childhood like, trauma. The amount of you. training. <laughs> I mean, it's it is like <laughs> and, and he this, there are two more times in the series that he picks up a gun, and uh, he's handy with it. The two times he has it, I think.
0: Yeah, I I think a lot of that is to show that he has been trained in, he w- he was raised to be a cop by his uh, his cop dad. Yeah, and he's he's sort of
1: not, but he he does, he because of this strange relationship with his dad, he doesn't want to be a cop. He doesn't want to take a gun with him to places. He wants to be as far removed from a cop while solving having fun solving these crimes as he can because it is what
0: he's good at. It's yeah. sort of. Uh...
1: And he, he enjoys it It's fun Like he tells Gus well, You want to live out The dreams we've had Ever since we were a kid Yeah uh, and um, In this episode uh, So then <laughs> Sorry Your stupid notes <laughs> <laughs> Sean, Sean is a fucking Robin Hood with guns Where did this go?
0: <laughs> uh, so Sean and Gus Go to confront The father uh, Mr. McCallum uh, The father of the Kidnapping The, the, the kidnapping Now murder victim Um And uh, accuse him of killing his own son. Uh, He Sean sort of paints out this picture where uh, the father figured out what the son was doing, went to confront him. They uh, got in a struggle, and the dad pushed him over accidentally. He hit his head on a table, uh, which is how he died originally. And he uh, killed his friend to cover it up. So uh, that's you know it's all very convincing. Um, Gus sort of. Uh, pretends to get sick uh, with the mention of blood. He's sort of been shown to be a little squeamish around violence. For sure. Uh, so he pretends to be sick, leaves the room, um, and uh, comes back in after uh, Sean's been grilling the father a little bit and says, hey, we gotta go. This isn't, you know, we gotta just leave. And Sean uh, follows his lead uh, to his credit. he's Sean
1: is... Doesn't want to, but he does.
0: Yeah, and it's sort of the same relationship that Gus has with Sean. Mm-hmm. It's like they all... they're. They trust each other, uh, so they'll go along begrudgingly when one of them is very insistent. Um, And uh, Gus uh, talks to Sean. He says he's found dog bite ointment in the medicine cabinet. Uh, And, uh, you know, they're talking about it like, oh, that's what happened. The dog, that's how the wrist injury got there. He didn't injure it, you know, in the fight. He injured it after the fact when the dog bit him. Um, So, uh, Sean, uh, to get. The police there to have an audience he doesn't call the cop on mccallum he calls pretending to be like a butler or a servant the calls on himself dating. yeah like,
1: oh he just won't leave the premises
0: yeah and so the cops start pulling up uh, they begin arresting sean but right at the last moment uh sir sort of bang sean's head on the car uh as he's uh putting him into the back of the Kind of on yeah. purpose. Last isn't great. Yeah, in yeah, that's what I'm saying. He seems like a real shithead, in this. and he is. He is a he's a bad guy throughout the first few seasons. He is an antagonist with only like very few redeeming scenes. It's not until much later that he becomes sort of a friendlier. Uh,
1: yeah, I yeah, I guess. I guess. I um, guess. So, so, so this Sean uses that kind of makes him go like, oh. I'm, check his wrist I'm like he's having a vision he says check his wrist he got bit by the dog Uh, check it before it heals or whatever whatever and uh, McAllen was like no no one's gonna check my wrist and Chief Vic is there Mm -hmm. uh, and she's kind of wondering kind of kind of convinced and especially with McAllen's reaction like nobody's checking anything you're gonna whatever she says well why not and he's like what? She says, well, why not let's just get it over with and he's like no no we're... no or something and she says okay well i can get a warrant to check your wrist uh see what if it's a dog bite and yeah. then he just immediately says like it was an accident um i i forget i just watched it but yeah he, but he boom, immediately solves the whole immediately thing. uh confesses yeah. to doing it and he's sad because you know no he didn't, he didn't want to kill his son. Yeah. Uh, and so then they let Sean and Gus go, uh, and that's kind of the end of the case, yeah. case solved. Sean and... uh, is back at the police station.
0: Uh, he goes He's... back to get his reward money from Chief Vic uh, and just walks into her office. Uh, chief Vic is talking with someone, uh, and it turns out to be Sean's father, uh, who's there speaking with the police chief. Uh, she, uh, he leaves. Uh, and Chief Fix admit Chief Fick admits that uh, she called him in for a to uh, talk about Sean. Yeah, to talk about Sean as a, like a recommendation. Uh, Sean initially very worried about this, but Chief Fix says, "You know, he says uh, you've been a, you've had a psychic, you've, or you've had psychic abilities for uh, since you were eighteen years old." And Sean is amazed that his father has lied for him uh, because that's not something that he ever thought uh, he'd do. Um, so he goes out to confront his father. Um, and, they,
1: and They talk outside his truck, Yeah, and Sean sees in the truck a newspaper with the article about Sean solving the case. Yeah, and so yeah. it kind of has a nice little uplifting ending for their relationship in that he recognizes that his dad is kind of proud of him. Yeah. Like, it's happy nice. For him. Yeah. It's,
0: it's a little character arc in and of itself. I'm glad uh, I didn't know that it, it took Corbin... Benson pushing for these things. Corbin ben- Bernson?
1: Corbin ben- Benson. You know. I think it's Corbin Burnson. Yeah, that's what I said. Okay. Uh, fix that in post, Godfrey.
0: Yeah, thanks, Godfrey. If we get it wrong, the rest of the episode, uh, you're fucking fired. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, and
1: so then, it's the last commercial break, and for the kind of tag of the episode, uh, Sean and Gus park somewhere. And Gus is like, what is this? He's like, this is our new office. And on the window it says Psyche in blue. Ugh. <laughs> Gross. And Gus is Gus, Psyche as in gotcha. He's like, oh, it's perfect. No one will suspect a thing. Uh, and they walk into the office and Gus is like, not about it. But he's like, well, I put your name on the lease. So <laughs> <laughs> you can't do anything about it. Yeah. Gus just kind of gets pulled in. And that's the, the how the episode ends pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With them kind of, I mean, Gus apprehensive, but in general, them excited to continue this detective yeah. agency. Uh, yeah. Uh, good, solid, good, solid pilot, in my opinion.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Really great. In my, uh, I think one of the
1: stronger pilots, um, it, one of the stronger episodes, honestly, yeah. also it uh, helps. It's a longer episode. It's a hour show. So 40 minutes after commercials, but the pilot was an hour and a half. It was originally planned to be two hours, but then after network stuff, they cut it down to an hour and a half. So yeah. it is an hour of after taking away. So it's an extra twenty minutes uh, than the other episodes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it leads up to a good, a really good first season. Also, yeah, uh, the first season of Psych is one of my favorite probably... episodes.
0: The uh, the spelling bee episode is it's episode two. Episode, yeah, right? and I, I was so shocked by that when I saw it on like next in the queue mm-hmm. uh, when I was watching the pilot because it. It's honestly one of my favorite episodes. I'll watch it a lot. I had no idea it was so early in the
1: show. Yep. Um, uh, the The pilot was overall generally well received. There were some mixed reviews. Uh, some a critic or writer for People's Magazine said uh, Rodé is just a big kid who needs him. <laughs> but a lot of a lot more critics said c- compared it to Monk. Yeah. Some but... saying it was a more which i feel like is uh most people would agree with it's a lot more lighthearted than monk and more it
0: is, fun than monk it's more lighthearted it's more kid friendly in a way yeah
1: um and i mean i enjoy monk as well like yeah, i love absolutely. monk but i psych do is like definitely psych better for like i don't know families like they're uh, similar except monk is the drama and psych is the comedy despite the fact that they're both comedy dramas yeah is how i would kind of put it yeah uh
0: like Monk is a drama comedy and Psych is a comedy drama. <laughs> yeah, so like whatever however you want to put it. Um,
1: it aired the pilot aired after the fifth season of Monk started the series season premiere of the fifth season of Monk, and they kept them together. They moved Monk up an hour and Psych took Monk's spot uh, to help use those good ratings for Monk to kind of help Psych, and it, some critic or someone called that. Uh, some of the most delightful two-hour block of television. Something like that. That's know. nice, yeah. They, they called it, it... Yeah. Formative for my childhood experience. Yeah, same. Uh, so they were partnered for from 2006 until Monk ended in the end of 2009. Wow. was a good three years. Yeah. <laughs> strong, strong three years <laughs> strong for USA. Years. Um, so Psych ran for eight seasons and three movies. Three post-season movies. Um... Three
0: post-season movies? Yeah, they have the... This is Gus just came out. Um, oh, a while ago. Just, just but like, out. I don't know. <laughs> um, so, Psych is in a line of shows that are like detective shows, murder, like Murder of the Week shows, mm-hmm. serialized detectives. Like NCIS. Yeah. Law Murder. Uh, Sherlock Holmes style, uh, shows that can be boiled down to one sentence that starts with it's about a detective but uh and then something special about what that detective is how it mm-hmm. separates them from sort of all the other detective shows that come out because they are very it's a very popular genre uh, so i That's have so many of them yeah i have a list of famous detectives uh, famous detectives from mm-hmm. colombo a lot of different mediums colombo's not on there dang it <laughs> um and i want you to either I can give you the name of the detective, and you tell me what's special about them. Oh, okay. Or I can tell you what's special about them, and you can give me the name of the detective. What do you want? Switch between
1: them. Switch them between them? Okay. Why
0: not? It's about a detective, but she's a teenage
1: girl. Uh, Ally McBeal? No. Is that not about a detective? I don't think so. <laughs> Nancy Drew? It's Nancy Drew. <laughs> that wasn't a TV show. Right. That wasn't...
0: Well, it's a book. It's not, they're not... These aren't all TV shows. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Uh veronica mars i have no clue i've uh, heard of veronica mars it's another teenage girl she's oh. also a teenage oh. girl <laughs> That's i was kind of thinking <laughs> right. it's about a detective but he's a priest a priest uh-huh is this a book or a tv show tv show oh. and a book I think. I think it's also a monk. Is
1: it, consign- what's the cartoon, or the show in King of the Hill? <laughs> <Senior>. Monsignor. Monsignor. <laughs> no.
0: Okay, what is it? It's Father Brown. Father Brown. The BBC show, yeah. Uh, a lot well, of these BBC. are British. Some of these are British. Okay. <laughs> so. All right. Uh, here's an easy one. Monk. Cheater. Uh, he has severe OCD. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's about a detective, but He's a wizard. He's a wizard. Uh-huh. Is it Merlin? No. He mentioned BBC. I don't know. It's, this is not a BBC show. It was a TV show, and it's also a series of books. Uh, I
1: don't know what it's Harry Dresden. Harry from Dresden. the Dresden Files. Oh, yeah. the Dres- my old roommate loved those books. They're great books. He's a the main character is a private eye. Interesting. Okay.
0: Okay. okay and man. a wizard. Okay. 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 <laughs> uh, all right. Shinichi Kudo. What? Shinichi Kudo. (laughs) Who? He He is the main character
1: from Detective Conan. Detective Conan? It is an anime, yeah. He is a detective, but he's also a barbarian. He's also a 6'5 gangly ginger. No. That's the two Conans I know. Um, He's a detective, but he's been age regressed to be a child.
0: Okay, next. (laughs) Uh, It's about a detective, but she's super strong. She-Hulk. No. Oh, she's, a lawyer. she's a
1: lawyer. She's super strong. Uh-huh.
0: Jessica Jones. Oh, uh, uh, I was yeah. close. Um, Nero Wolf. Nero Wolf? Nero Wolf. Nero, the Roman Emperor. Wolf with an E. Okay, let's do
1: just the detective, but... <laughs> <'Cause>, well, <laughs> you're not I, know know the names. Names. <laughs> I don't know the names. <laughs> uh, he is uh, Obese. Uh, he's
0: he's the armchair detective. He would send people out. It's, it's I think, a TV show? From, no, it's a book series. Oh, a book it may series. be a TV a show. French it may have been an old TV. book series?
1: series. It got translated. Oh, yes, I assume.
0: <laughs> all right, it's about a detective,
1: but she's very old. Oh, uh, Murder She Wrote. Nope. Oh. Miss Marple. I guess she was. It may be Murder She Wrote. She wasn't that old during Murder She Wrote. Was no, she? she was normal age. Miss, Miss Marple? Miss Marple. These, it's newer, an Agatha Christie character. No. Show. Is it not newer? No. I mean, they may be making a new show out of I, I it. Think, but... um, maybe I'm thinking of The Marvelous Mrs. Mazur. Those... <laughs> <laughs> they, they sound so... The nice. Marvelous <laughs> Miss Marple. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Uh, it's about a detective, but he's Belgian. He's Belgian. Oh, uh, Poirot. Poirot, yeah. Hercule Poirot. 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 Uh, kind from, of run, uh...
0: from Nile and Orient Express fame. Uh, and then his his BBC show as well. Agatha Christie, another one of those. So, the detective genre is uh, alive and well. Rots with these white, wacky characters. Yeah. There's uh, Benoit Blanc. It's a, He's a detective, but he's uh, Cajun. He's
1: from Louisiana. <laughs> it's not Cajun. He's Cajun not Cajun. Is, he's, just, uh, he's just... He's just... He's fried that, southern. Okay. <laughs> he's got a very strong accent. <laughs>
0: Uh, he's Foghorn Leghorn. He's Foghorn Leghorn, but he's, I say I say I'll this: say, say this
1: donut has a hole in it. <laughs> so whatever he says, it lines Out. Uh, he's a detective, but he was a former fake psychic.
0: He's a detective, but he's a former fake a former
1: fake psychic. Uh, oh, I don't know. That's the Mentalist. That's the Mentalist. The Mentalist oh. starts after he's been. Sean Spencer, I guess. Okay. I, uh, he His family was... Uh, did, you, did you watch The Mentalist? Did I didn't watch, watch the, the Mentalist at all. Really good. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Anyways. <clears throat> so yeah. what, uh, Very good show. Great show. Uh, the pilot, I think, does a great job of just being the show. Being what the show would. Yeah. The strong parts of the show. Setting One up thing, everything. One thing, Gus is kind of a minor character in the, the pilot. Yeah. He's just there to as the straight man, uh, but he has that he has that one line uh, where the guy says, "I've gone to jail for less than you," and Gus says, "Oh, jail's no fun," and the guy's, like, "Oh, you've been?" He said once in Monopoly, <laughs> and that just pisses the guy off more. And like lines like that kind of are what make Gus such a fun and likable character. Yeah, because uh, he, yes, he's the straight man, but he. Is plenty of times it's just as ridiculous as Sean.
0: They ramp that up throughout the series too. Like this is probably as tame as their like antics get in yes. terms of like really crazy stuff they do. Uh, a lot of like inside jokes. So this the pilot is definitely a pilot in the sense that it their was style made, wasn't yeah, complete. Yeah, yeah. It, it was made to sort of sell a show, and then once it got approved, once it got funding. The show kind of coalesced, yes. Um, and I think a big part of that was adding the love interest in Juliet, mm-hmm. uh, or you know, someone who's more of a love interest. Because I think, I I think that uh, Detective Barry, if she had stayed, would have become a love interest for Sean.
1: I don't think so, because she was with Lassiter. I, I think, think that, that would was, have been a source of conflict. That was to know? make Lassiter to give him another depth, I guess. Which they did later, like a, a couple episodes in, they had him interact with his ex-wife or separated mm-hmm. wife a yeah. little more. And you could see more of the behind the scenes for Lassiter and kind of understand a little more why he's so kind of jaded or like stern. Yeah. Uh, but I don't. that would have caused, I think, even more of a rift between him and Lassiter, which I, given how they started in this pilot, wouldn't have been a good thing. I think, you don't I don't know. know, it
0: would have been a good source of conflict. I think it would have... Yes, but also... It could have gone in interesting directions.
1: Yeah, uh, fair enough. I mean,
0: I, I like the way it turned out. I think... Oh, for the, sure. Uh, Jules is great. Yeah, she's huh. a great character,
1: a great addition to the show. Um, and she... It's a lot more believable that she's willing to call Sean in to help him with this and that, to and Gus, uh, and kind of go against Lassiter every now and then, to, to a degree. She's yeah. never blatantly pissing off Lasseter by including yeah. Sean. But.
0: So yeah, I think altogether, I, I'd always rate this a 10 out of 10
1: it's, in terms of pilots. Um, I loved it. Like I said, it's I it establishes the sure. formula so it kind of sticks with for every yeah. episode. Spoiler. Uh, which is, <laughs> Spoiler flashback that... USA shows may be a little formulaic. <laughs> flashback at the beginning to kind of establish a theme for the episode, what this mm-hmm. episode's going to be about, whether it's a... A pseudo-horror episode or bounty hunter episode. Mm-hmm. Or, this one was know, about hats. This one was about hats, for sure. <laughs> uh, but that, and then you see, well, th- they didn't have anything to establish a kind of prequel or prologue. Mm-hmm. So you have, yeah. the, you have the flashback, then a prologue for what the actual case will be in a normal episode. They didn't have that in this episode because the prologue was Sean solving a case from the TV yeah Uh, and then the SBPD and Sean and Gus working the case getting it wrong (laughs) seeing clues uh, going to Henry having some interaction with him and getting some hint of nugget of wisdom from Henry's yeah they gotta gotta climb the mountain of that man's just sheer disapproval for what they're doing (laughs) And then that causing them to be wrong again <laughs> and then it coinc- and then everything starts aligning to Sean being like, Oh he makes a realization basis. that he
0: plays off as like a, a psychic vision and solves the whole case. Yes. But
1: they're all some of the episodes are just formulaic. They all have this kind of basis and there will be episodes that stir away, like there's an episode where they just show up and to where Sean texted them. There's no flashback. Uh, not yet, uh, and they realize that Sean has been shot and kidnapped, and that's how the episode starts. And it kind of that deviates a little way, and you see them work backwards kind of throughout the episode. But even in those more formulaic episodes, they all have their subtle differences. And oh yeah, random Sean just kind of doing whatever he can to get attention. There's yeah, there's a lot of moments
0: that are just sort of it, <laughs> Sean being a nuisance. That's a it's, gag. it's a lot like uh, other shows that are like they have their running gag, like Phineas and Ferb has has all their running gags. What are we gonna do, do today, day? Perry? Yeah. What are we gonna do today, Gus? <laughs> <laughs> what what murder are we
1: gonna solve today, Gus? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so what do we what do we rate psych? Like? Oh, 10 out of ten. I'm 10 of incredibly 10?
0: biased, but yeah, ten out of ten. I, I can't give it anything. The moral.
1: bias in me says ten out of ten as well. But well, yeah, what it realistically ignoring that, I think. Nine? Two. <laughs> Two. Oh, oh, gross. Your yeah, idea? <laughs> I think like a, a like an eight point eight or a nine out of ten. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's it had some rough edges for sure. Yeah, I can
1: I can look past like, my
0: rose colored glasses.
1: I mean, if they, I mean, this is gonna be stupid. This is gonna sound stupid. If they had written the first season and then wrote the pilot, that pilot would have been an eleven out of ten. You know? Yeah, it they would have had they have been able to use Gus a little better. Uh, Lasseter would have come off maybe not as abrasive. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Just, Just certain aspects. Hindsight's
0: 2020, but
1: yeah. I would say this is as good as they could have done without being psychic. Yes. <laughs> this is the best a fake psychic could have made this pilot episode. Yeah. Simon Baker, eat your heart out. <laughs> the mentalist? Yeah. I <laughs> ah, got it. I <laughs> <laughs> basically
0: watched the show now. Yep. Um, so... Uh, thank you for listening.
1: Thanks uh, for listening.
0: Thank so, you. Uh, next week we are doing a different show, probably. Probably uh, we we'll do a different thirty-minute sitcom. Like, comment, subscribe, tell your friends. Tell your friends. Uh, thanks and see you next it. one.
1: You know, send it to people. Tweet yeah. it. Tweet it. Post it on the Facebook. Post. It God, on did the I Facebook? sound fifty just now? Yeah.
0: What <laughs> you asked me earlier, how you could work with a PDF. You okay?
1: There was... Okay. Bye, everyone. Bye. (laughs) Uh,
0: uh, It's sort of like just a Man in the High Castle kind of alternate history. What if? A little bit lower stakes than Man in the High
1: Castle, but... (laughs) (laughs) Just a little bit. Just tiny. What if the show was different? What if... (gasps) And oh, then, if if the show the universe different? starts collapsing, oh no! <laughs> what did we do?
0: What did we do?